All right, what's going on, guys? Patriots Nation, I'm here as always with at Alonzo NFL, my good pal. And we've got some big news today. Today was a big day. What's going on, man? I'm just really excited. It's been, it's been a huge day for, um, for it being August 27th. Big day of Pat's news. And it, I guess it deserved an emergency pod because we love the people. We love Pat Twitter. Dude, we are pushing these things out here. We're pushing them out for the people. Yeah, they're right there. Like, they just have to listen to us, and they'll know every single player who's going to get traded in the next week. <laughs> That's just a fact. It's a fact. It really is, though. I've been, I'll, been saying all of them for a month. I was actually rereading my March article on Patriots trade targets, and <laughs> they were all, all those guys ended up being dealt or traded or cut. And they're all available, so we love it around this podcast. We're just we're the news before the news, guys. You got to listen. Yeah, we we are. And um, about those guys that you mentioned in March, uh, they cost about the same against the cap as Dwayne Allen. Oh. And on that note, the <laughs> Patriots re-signed Zach Shaq Mason today. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, it's not so surprising to me that the Patriots re-signed Shaq Mason, but the surprising thing to me was the just the money, the amount of money. Because uh, as we know, Zach Martin got six for 84, about 14 mil per year. Norwell got 566, 13.2 per year. I thought there was no way that the Patriots would pay Shaq Mason because in theory, he could just hit the open market and make this kind of money because he's, he's not quite those guys, but he's the same caliber of player and similar to Nate Solder when you're in free agency, just about anything right. could happen. And um, 550, man, what a steal. And you know what? Like the Patriots and most of these teams, when they do these deals with guys that are in the last year of their deals, they consider the deal they're currently playing on as part of the deal. So if you look at it in that way, the Patriots are really employing Shaq Mason for six years at $52 million, which is an incredible bargain. <laughs> it really is. Like it's $8.5 million a year for, like you said, a premier guard and probably – Going into the season, I would say one of the five most important players on offense, their youngest starting offensive lineman, and also their best offensive lineman. So it's a great move. And uh, it, you know, he'll, I think he'll be 30 when the deal's up. So he'll probably have a chance for another nice contract. And it's nice. You keep a, a huge core piece of the team. And it probably clears the way for Isaiah Wynn to be the future at left tackle. So we like that. And, yeah, there's just everything about Shaq Mason, uh, the player, the person. you got to love it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was a, there was a tweet today Giardi tweeted about asking <laughs> Shaq Mason about Odell Beckham celebrating about his deal in the locker room. Asked him if there would be a video similar, and he just said no and walked off, he, and he went to get weightlift. So that's my kind of guy, and I cried a little bit. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah, yeah, it's – He's the best. I love Shaq Mason, and I'll love him for the next six years. And important to note, Shaq Mason drafted after Trey Jackson. So the Patriots hit on one of their guards in the fourth round, so we love that as well. And, the, and Trey Flowers drafted after Geno Grissom. <laughs> odd. Very, very, very odd. Yeah. And you know, the, the Lombardi story, if you're listening to this, once we're done – Go turn on GM Street, and you'll find a great story about David Andrews, uh, the Patriots working out David Andrews, and David Andrews actually telling them, 
oh, yeah, I'm working out with Mason. This guy's going to be a center. And the Patriots having to convince Andrews that, no, they were bringing Mason to be a guard when they were trying to draft to sign him as an undrafted free agent. So just a nice little tidbit there from Lombardi as he seems to drop on every podcast that he does. And what I love about Shaq Mason is I just love these crushing pancakes. Like the guy has pancaked probably every premier player in the NFL, I think. Last week on the preseason, he absolutely killed Luke Keekley, and Trent Brown was killing people too. So, I mean, if you have Trent Brown, Shaq Mason, Marcus Cannon on the line. Andrews is is damn good too. We overlook him. He's good. I like this offensive line. Now it's solidified for a few years. I really like it. Yeah, we love it. Hey, on that note, um, I don't know if you guys listened to the last podcast or the last couple weeks podcast, but Alonzo here and myself have been pushing for this man, Golden Tate. And we said that it was a little bit weird that Mike Reese would talk about Golden Tate, uh, a possible Golden Tate trade. And now Lombardi parrots Mike Reese point and says Mike Reese doesn't just throw stuff out there, which is exactly what I said. Exactly. But none, nonetheless, Golden Tate, it, se- it sounds like he's available. And honestly, guys, I would not be shocked if Golden Tate is a Patriot by the time you listen to this podcast. And if he does, Alonzo, if, he's, if he is a Patriot, I'm, we want all the credit. If he's not, don't blame I'm, us. I'm actually, you, you know what, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to report it. I'm reporting it right oh. here on Title Talk. The Patriots are trading for Detroit Lions wide receiver Golden Tate. The deal is expected to include a future draft pick and potentially a player from the Patriots defense. I'm hearing it might be Malcolm Brown. So stay tuned on that. It'll, it'll happen in the next couple of days. Uh, no doubt. Just it, it would be – it will be, I mean, because it's happening. I just reported it. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> He's going to be a dynamite piece of this offense. I've been saying it for literally a month. <laughs> I tweeted a month ago on July 28th that the Patriots should trade Malcolm Brown for Golden Tate when I saw the Lions starting Ricky Jean Francois at defensive tackle. And you know what? I, I, Ricky Jean Francois seems like a great guy legitimately, but he got cut twice by the Patriots last season. So, yeah, that'll tell you what you need to know about him. And it, it, the deal just makes way too much sense. Uh, so that's why it'll happen. First reported here on Title Talk. Correct, correct. So Golden Tate's cap hit is, I think, nine, ten mil a year. I'm not sure nine, how much. Nine-ish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nine-ish. The Patriots could potentially cut Title Talk favorite player, Dwayne <laughs> Allen, or just throw, him in a, just throw him away in a deal because his cap hit's five. Actually, no, no you know day. what? You know what about Dwayne Allen? and him possibly being in a Golden Tate deal. I'm pretty sure Luke Wilson, Detroit's at this point starting tight end, limped off the field with a knee injury in their last preseason. Oh, my God. So, you know, we we could be looking at Detroit Lion Dwayne (laughs) Allen by by the time you listen to this podcast. And we would absolutely love it. You know, another thing, if they just traded Allen and – and uh, Brown for him, and they cut Gillisley. That's Dwayne, that's Golden Tate's money, just right there. So again, they, like they could make it work money wise, and they could, you know, make some some extensions, some restructures. They can they can always do that type of stuff. It making the money work. It's not going to be it's not going to be a major issue. 
I think the real question with Tate is what number is he going to wear? I floated 81. See, you know what? You said that, and that's a really good number he wore in Seattle, but I think he needs a lower number here. I just think he does. You know, how about 80? You know what? <laughs> Man, I, yeah, actually, I could, I could warm on the 80 idea. I could warm on it. You know, he's replacing Dola, except, and I know a lot of people are going to hate this. He's better. 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 He's better. better. <laughs> 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 Golden Tate is not only a yak king, but also, if you're, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to, after this podcast, or right now while you're listening, just look up Golden Tate D. Cleet Sean Cleet on YouTube and watch Golden Tate absolutely fuck up Sean Lee. And I think Sean Lee actually left, like, left the game, and there was a big controversy about crackback blocks after that. But Golden Tate, is, he's really similar to Edelman. He's just a little bit more explosive. After the after the catch, I mean, he's he's probably I'll, is, I'll is still he a, take Edelman over Tate. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm not willing to go that far because Edelman. I'm I didn't gonna, say he's better. Okay, I, all right, all right, all right, But no, he he's got to be a top five yak guy in the NFL. Oh, absolutely! Like you, you if you watch Golden Tate and then you watch Brandon Cooks, <laughs> you watch their tape. Oh my god. Polar it's opposites, like boys. The polar opposite player, and I say that in the best way because Golden Tate not great at what Brandon Cooks is great at, uh, but Brandon Cooks is not great at what Golden Tate's great at. And the issue here is that Golden Tate, what he's great at, is a significantly better fit for what the Patriots actually do on offense. Yeah, for sure. And also, uh, Golden Tate gives you that explosive playoff punt return ability where you could just put him in on punt return in a pinch and he's an explosive punt return player as well like I said it's just an explosive player loves the block he's extremely feisty he's really similar to Edelman I really like the guy do you think Belichick gets an erection when he watches Golden Tate tape well, I mean, if we both do, and I think we can admit we do, I would say that, <laughs> that Belichick has, has, has had a few for Golden Tate it's it would be an upset if he didn't I and mean, he's the perfect Belichick <laughs> receiver he really is he, he really is and like I said on the last podcast uh, we we need to pick these good players off the lines roster while Matt Patricia is still the head coach it, we we do and if you know the Detroit's experimenting with Miles Killebrew who's pretty good strong safety for him they're experimenting with him at linebacker and I know of uh Strong safety on the Patriots, who Matt Patricia has <laughs> previously experimented with, even on the edge. Playing a Super Bowl and cover Zach Ertz. So if, if he could be in a deal with Dwayne Allen and with Malcolm Brown, I'm not even going to say his name, but, oh, man, just going to say it's not Pat Chung. <laughs> it's oh, not boy. Pat Chung. It's not D-Mac, and it's not Nate Ebner. Just do the math. And it's not Deron Harmon, and it's not nope. even David Jones, nope. and it's not it's not Eddie Pleasant, who they just cut. Rest in peace. It's yeah, rest in peace. His career is over. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't beat out Jordan Richards. His career is over. It's not any one of those guys. So you guys can do the math and just subtract. You'll figure it out pretty soon. We're not going. Actually, I'm not even going to say his name for the rest of the rest of the year on this podcast. There's just no way I'm doing it. <laughs> 
it 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 brings out a rant just about every single podcast we do. So it, it you know just, what? It might be smart. Fill in the blank player is so bad. Do you remember that one play? That's that's how the rant always starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember when he played the single high in a preseason game? <laughs> and, I've, the I've Patriots, and the Patriots tried a career-long corner in that very spot the next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think this went so well. Yeah, nah. Um, actually, uh, there was another trade. I don't know if you know about this. But West Virginia native Ron Swizzer, who I've been pounding the stupid table for for months and years, it seems like, uh, was traded to the AFC rival Pittsburgh Steelers, which I was in class. I have a, a super hard sports medicine and pharmacology class, and I get all these notifications, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm trying to pay attention. And, <laughs> here, and, and here it is. Ron Switzer gets traded, and everyone's, act- and everyone's acting like someone died when they're adding. <laughs> they're like, so sorry, Bryson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We've been pounding the table for this one, too, for uh for a while, really, <laughs> really since since he was on the Cowboys and they had three slot receivers, I've been tweeting since the draft like they got to get on the phone for Beasley or for for Switzer, and then Switzer goes to Oakland and they have four slot receivers and three punt returners, actually four punt returners, and again it just made sense. It didn't happen. It's sad, and now we're gonna have to see him be a Steeler and. But what hurts even more is that the Steelers traded for him, so you know he's going to be really, really good. Right. But I'm not even worried because we just traded for Golden Tate, as first reported on yeah. Title Talk. I mean, yeah, I, I tweeted earlier that there was something up, and when Ron Switzer is available for close to nothing, you just know the Golden Tate. It's, just, it's, it's getting ink on the paper right now. It's getting ready to be faxed into the league, okay, guys? Uh, no faxes. No faxes, actually. Look how that worked out for Doomerville. No faxes. <laughs> no faxes. Okay. No faxes. Well, I just want to. I I just want to let everyone know because I've been on. I'm just going to say a quick R.I.P. Uh, Ron Switzer story. I was actually at a high school game with Ron Switzer, and he played safety, punt returner, running back, wide receiver. And absolutely demolished uh, my formal high school team. I was in college at the time. But I said at this time that this was an NFL player, and I really meant it. And here he is. So I'm really proud of the guy. He's a West Virginia native, best West Virginia wide receiver since Randy Moss. So good job, Ron Switzer. And he's probably going to get a, he's probably gonna get a fair amount of targets in the Steelers because, I mean, the guy, he's good. I don't, care, I don't care what Oakland did with him. I don't care what Dallas did with him. He's gonna ball with the Steelers, and it's gonna kind of sicken my son. And if he scores a touchdown against us, I'm actually I'm absolutely deactivating, 100. percent Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> you, you know that's gonna come back to fight you. <laughs> They're gonna be playing Rowe in the slot with J Mac and Gilmore outside. It'll be Rowe on Switzer, and you know it's just it doesn't end well. Oh yeah. Um, actually, I'm going to say that uh, title talk hero, Eric Rowe, will absolutely demolish Ron Switzer at the line, and he'll be crying for his mom. Okay. That's, I, <laughs> I, like that, I like that prediction, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully, do you know his mom, too? West Virginia native Ryan Switzer's mom? Uh, actually, I really don't. I really don't. I'm sure she's a great woman, but I really don't know her. So Is, I just are you, know are you that... sure she's not in the asylum from last pod? Um, Can we confirm? She's a little... Uh, 
actually, you know what? She's about the right age. She might be a little young, but it, it closed in like 1990s. So she, she still, she still might've attended. See with all those people in the state hospital, this is a fun fact for you. All those people in the lunatic asylum we talked about on last pod. See, it just kind of shut down one day. And you know what, you want to know what they did with those people? I don't want to know. I, I really don't want to know. Um, they just let him go. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they uh, they thought, they just, thought, were, just they they were just all released into the area. That seems yeah, that seems pretty safe. And I was born around the time that the state hospital closed. So, what does that tell you? Well, you know, I could be I could be, I'd be some sick lunatic freak having asthma baby. Well. Pe- I think sick freak and lunatic has been pretty well established over the last 10 months. On well, this I do podcast. Ha- I do have asthma. So that actually connects the dots because people oh, were wow. admitted for, ha- for having asthma and uh, the trans Allegheny lunatic asylum. So fun fact. Well, connect the dots. It's, yeah. it's pretty obvious. I mean, we've been, we've been connecting the dots on this podcast for, you know what? It's just been a long time, guys. You have, you haven't been listening, and now you're here, and now you're listening, and just come along for the ride because Golden Tate, Taran Matthew, Marcus Peters, and Dominican Sue, Michael Bennett, we're, Muhammad Wilkerson. We're, bat- we're batting 900 over here. No, we're batting Ken- 1,000, man. Well, I mean, we did kind of take a note on Kenny Britt, but that's oh, we already said. Oh, yeah, we, 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 yeah, we're batting 900. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Is there is there anything we need, else we need to talk about here in Pats Nation other than Golden Tate is already signed? Yeah, Golden Tate. I just ordered my jersey. It's I actually put tape over the old Dola jersey, <laughs> but uh, I actually want to get your thoughts really quick. Just two minutes on people getting outraged on Tom Brady. Oh yeah, actually, this is I a thing. A <laughs> yeah, you know what? I would I would think I'd never see the day where a Patriots fan would say that Tom, Edward, Patrick. Brady, Patrick Brady is ruining the Patriots. And we actually I actually had to respond to this. Usually I try not to respond to those kind of tweets anymore, but I had to because Tom Brady is my Lord and Savior. And come on, guys. Tom Brady is ruining the Patriots tweets from You should Patriots be ashamed fans. of yourself. You can't wait to see. You should be can't ashamed Can't wait of to yourself. see him leave. Oh, my God. What, what are you guys thinking? What are we doing? Those people should be ashamed of themselves, and we should shame them on Twitter. We should we should find their Facebook pages and shame them on their Facebooks and with their families. That is disgusting. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> disgusting. That type of Tom Brady slander is not going to prosper. Not on Title Talk. Not in real life. Nowhere. Nowhere. If you ever hear anyone say that kind of ridiculous dispute that nonsense like those people should be ashamed of themselves and they really we should shame them because the self-guilt is just not enough it's disgusting it's just despicable and really really tom brady's ruining the patriots like okay because he didn't answer a question about his trainer and basically his extended family at this point like you people get a life Gotta like. <laughs> yeah, please please experience sunlight and also please get laid. I think the guy you're referring to is like he said he'd been a Patriots fan for forty years. Oh my god. So a senile old man. A senile is that Belichick's burner account? 
Are we? Can we confirm it? Is I'll, it? I was actually thinking Tom Brady's ruining the Patriots. Is this a is this a Belichick burner next on first take? <laughs> oh boy! You know what? I was actually thinking uh, you were talking about posting their Facebook and all this stuff. Do you think if we called their place of employment and told them they were slandering Tom Brady that they would get fired? <laughs> well, if I were their boss, I wouldn't think twice. They'd be gone. I don't care about yeah, the HR nightmare. I don't care. Like that would, it, it's just, it's sad. I would, it would call into question their mental stability, their mental health. And it, it's really disgusting. Remember you, you made a joke that you were going to change your account to at Tom Carey's bill. And some, <laughs> some 70 year old guy actually took the account and started tweeting us like, Oh, I got you motherfuckers. You couldn't change it. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> You really took it oh. seriously. Some people. Big man. fan of the podcast. Yeah, big fan of the podcast he is, actually. Yeah, great, great listener. Should give him a nice little listener award. I'll send him a beanie. Yeah, so uh, a Twitter, if you, if you uh, see these types of tweets, just tag me and just say, Twitter, do your thing. And then call their place of employment. Call their place of employment, tag us, tag Patriots SB53, tag Deep Threat. Tag, actually, don't tag Deep Threat. Tag, um, tag everyone else. Tag Brett. Tag Brady to Dorset. Tag everyone, because that type of slander is disgusting, and we cannot let it prosper as Patriot Nation. It's, it's embarrassing. I'm appalled. I'm. I'm I don't even know what to say. Slandering Tom Brady is just. It's not okay in the first place. If you're if you're a rival fan. Maybe. It might be okay. It's actually really not okay at all. Yeah, it's not okay at all. But a fan of the Patriots, Tom Brady is running this team into the ground. Holy fuck, guys. Holy fuck. I can't stand for this. It, it's, it, we, we really can't. Even though I, I will say this, when Ben Volan asked him about Guerrero being connected in some way to the Edelman suspension, I would have walked off there as well because that question was just disgusting and that that really – spoke volumes about Ben Volan's character, just arbitrarily connecting Edelman and Guerrero. It was, it was completely out of line and unprofessional. And there's, there's no link between it. And Guerrero had released a statement on it and he goes and asks Brady, it's blindsides him. It, it, It was disgusting. But at the same time, today's questioning, I thought Tom could have answered. I thought the questions were pretty innocent, (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, it's not something to get worked up about either way, in my opinion. Like, who cares? Tom didn't answer. All right, whatever. Okay, but also, uh, I just want to let everyone know if you didn't see it, Ben Volan actually said, "Why did uh, Tom Brady choose to decline these questions? That just makes more news. That like making Brady to be the villain when he's just declining questions and acting like this creates more news. No." You, you're creating the news. Actually, everyone unfollowed Ben Volan right now. And if, if you actually if follow, you follow Ben, ben Volan, and stop listening to this you, podcast. Yeah, just we turn this podcast. Actually, yeah, fuck you. I'm not talking <laughs> to you anymore. No, we're talking to people who don't follow Ben Volan. This podcast is intended for all Pats fans except those who follow Ben Volan. There was a Ben Volan burner account the other day. <laughs> it was beautiful. When he went on Coward Shows, oh, the best national media person with the best Patriots beat guy. And, Every single Pats fan at that point should have been like, no, 
It, it's not. It's the worst national guy on the NFL, and the worst Patriots beat guy that has ever been on the Patriots beat. <laughs> oh wait, wait! I got some breaking news. Oh boy, I just got a text from a Patriots janitor. They just saw Golden Tate in the restroom. How big was? This <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we gotta get out of here. We're out of here. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't keep it together for that. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, by the time you're listening, Golden Tate's definitely going to be a Patriot. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, good talking to you, buddy. Uh, great to have this little emergency podcast, little quick one. And we'll be banging them out, guys, as the news comes. Yeah, we'll be banging out quickies. Thanks, Bryson. All right, man. See you later, buddy. See ya.